0: Hey everyone, and welcome to this extra special episode of the Powerhouse Podcast. So I think today needs a little bit of clarity before we start this episode. So I have the honor and privilege of interviewing one of my personal heroes, Alex Clark, um, one of the founders and host of Poplitics, which is a podcast and a daily IGTV show, On Instagram. She is so incredibly bubbly. She has more excitement and energy than probably 10 people combined, which I super duper admire. Um, But I also just wanted to say that uh, today's podcast, the purpose of today's podcast, is not to take a political stance on anything, but more so to kind of draw back the curtain and shed light on an avenue and a people group that oftentimes I think are misconstrued in society because of media. So I think it's really important to have these types of conversations and to bring different elements of society, different types of people on the show so that we can continue to grow our perspectives, grow in emotional intelligence, grow in our communication skills. And so I just hope that you guys will sit back with me today and be receptive of this, um, even if you aren't somebody who is... Conservative leaning. Um, Alex is somebody who is so incredibly approachable and just kind and energetic and amazing. And I hope that you can be a part of the solution today Um, with everything that's going on in the world with so many people just yelling back and forth and not listening. The reason why I wanted to bring Alex on today is because I think that this is a meaningful first step to, like I said, drawing back the curtain and really seeing someone's why Um, and somebody who's an incredible powerhouse woman who has started a movement single-handedly on her own Um, you'll get to hear a little bit of her background very shortly we only have like 25 minutes um, because she has a crazy schedule this week and has Um, literally, I I don't know if I can announce this yet, but somebody extremely important, let's just say that we would all know by name and face coming on her show, um, next week at the time of this recording. Um, so, so, so cool. So anyways, um, this is Alex Clark from Poplitics. You guys, she is so incredibly likable. And again, I just really hope that this conversation can help all of us to, um, be people who can listen to others who come from a different background, a different race, a different perspective, because I think that that's how we heal our land. I think that's how we heal America is being able to sit down and say, hey, why do you feel that way? Like, I may not agree with that at all, but it's really interesting to hear um, and to collectively get together with people who believe differently than us. And so, again, I know that this is not a political um, podcast. We're not going to start having a bunch of political leaders on the podcast. Don't worry. Okay, just chill. Don't worry, everybody. But today is a super, super upbeat and positive and exciting podcast. And you get to see behind the scenes of an incredible young woman who has just done Astounding things in the world where um, many people, even on the conservative right, told her this would never be possible. You can't do this. Conservatives don't care about pop culture. That's, you know, keep that for e news. And she has blazed a trail and done what so many people said that she couldn't do. And I so admire her for that. So this is Alex Clark, the host and founder of Poplitics. Enjoy. Well, hey, everyone. I'm here with Alex Clark, um, one of my personal heroes. I've been listening to her show, Poplitics for ever. I literally listen to it every single day on Instagram. It's such an honor to have her on the podcast today. We're going to be talking about everything from pop culture to a little bit of what's going on in the world, but also just as a female empowerment um, CEO myself and the leader and just lover of other women who are just boss ladies dominating their field. Alex really has broken into a completely new ground that nobody has before in her specific arena. So I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Alex, thanks so much for being here.
1: Thank you. I love what you're doing with young women and stuff too. So exciting to be
0: here. Yeah, thank you so much. So for people who have no idea who you are, I don't know how they wouldn't know who you are because it feels like to me you're everywhere. Um, But I'd love to just kind of start off with you introducing yourself and telling a little bit more about who you are and where you come from and, and what you do just to start off.
1: Sure. So I was in Pop Radio for 7 years. I started when I was 18 years old. Um when I was in when I was growing up, I lived in southern Indiana right across the river from Louisville, Kentucky. And there was a morning show um, on the radio that I was obsessed with. I listened to every single morning growing up as a kid. And by the time I was about to graduate from high school, I was planning on going to a way to college in Chicago for journalism and fashion merchandising. I really wanted to write for a fashion magazine. And right before I did that, I was like, I heard that they were this morning show that I really liked was hiring interns for college credit. And I was so excited just the the idea of meeting these hosts that I was a huge fangirl of that I said, ooh, you know what? I'm gonna wait a little bit before I go away to school. I'm going to see if I can be an intern for them, get some college credit, I'll go to like community college locally, get my gen ed out of the way, and then I'll go away for fashion. And so um, I applied to be an intern, I got the job, and I was an intern for one month when I was 18, and then the general manager of this cluster of radio stations that I've been interning at um, pulled me into his office and he was like, Hey, I know that you really want to do fashion, but we've never seen this much raw talent immediately at someone so young. So I was only 18. He said, I think you're a superstar. Here's the deal. I'll make, uh, I, here, here's the deal. I want to propose down the hall. Our pop radio morning show is hiring for a third chair, like a sidekick on their show. If you apply and you get it, rearrange and change your entire career. If they don't pick you, then go away to school, do your fashion thing and don't pursue a career in radio. And I was like, okay, weirdo. Sure. I'll do it. I'm not going to get this job because I have no idea how to even turn a mic on. You know, I didn't know anything. I literally wasn't intern because I was a fan of the hosts and they just liked my personality, I guess. So I had no technical experience or degree in broadcasting. So I applied and I was telling my boyfriend at the time, I was like, yeah, I'm never going to get this job because I don't know how to do anything, um, just on the technical side of radio. And I applied against seven other people with news experience, broadcasting experience, and this morning show ended up picking me. And um, I was like, well, why? I don't even know what I'm doing. I'm 18. And I I just graduated from high school. And the uh, host of that morning show just said, you are crazy in like a good way, which is fun for radio. You're willing to do or say anything. Um, You're completely unfiltered. You're funny. And we think that the, in the audience, really will like you. And you're perfect for the demo. Cause I was so young and you know, most people in radio, like when you think about your morning show hosts, they're at least in their thirties or older. I mean, most of them are not the actual demo that you're trying to reach in pop radio. So I was going through, I was 18, you know, just graduated from high school, dating, going and, you know, going to crazy parties with my friends who are, were in college and all this kind of stuff. So, um, that was, I was living the life of their audience. And so it ended up working out and, um, I ended up not pursuing, finishing my degree because I had already kind of gotten the job that you go to school to get. And I just kept moving up, moving up, ended up hosting my own show in the afternoons there in Louisville. Then I went on a dating show on Fox. Um, After that, I had a couple other radio stations across the country reach out, uh, a big morning show in Seattle. And um, then there was this show in Indianapolis and the program director of the radio station called me and said, Hey, I saw you on the reality show we want to fire our entire morning show that we have here and build a new one from the ground up. Would you be willing to move to Indianapolis, Indiana to build your own morning show with a co-host and do that? And I was like, well, I can't do that. I don't have co-hosting experience. I was just a sidekick. And then, um, I was hosting a show by myself in the afternoons, but hosting a morning show and building a morning show from scratch, like all the bits, all the features, the topics, like, I don't know, all these different things that go into a morning show. That's a lot of work, and I had never done that, and I just felt very unexperienced to do that. I, um, so this was 20 the summer before 2016, and um, I just said, Okay, I'll do it. And I said in my interview, I said, I just want to let you know full disclosure because when I went on this dating show, it was very openly discussed on there that I was conservative. Um, and so I had talked about on the show that being pro-life was important to me and different things like that. And, um, that kind of put me on the map too, just because there was nobody really ever in a reality show that was like talking about that kind of stuff before. And so since I had talked about that on a national show, I kind of stuck out to people and they're like, Whoa, this girl's like really vocal about her views. So I had gotten a taste of that and I realized it was so important to me and that from now on after that, being a public figure, I never wanted to not talk about who I was and what was important to me after that so in the interview for this morning show I just said I don't want you to hire me if me being an outspoken conservative young woman is going to be a problem um because for a lot of pop radio morning shows they do lean a little bit more left and so um they either are like you can be more left leaning on the air or you're not allowed to get political at all and so I just said I will take this job if you promise to let me have a voice and speak to those women listening that will relate to me and they said yes we promise we promise well, long story short, I'll try to keep this as short as possible. It's kind of a crazy story. I had a change in management while I was there. At first, they held that promise. Then it started to change. And there was a lot of behind the scenes Definitely discrimination that was going on for being conservative in a mainstream media outlet. Um, I started feeling super, it was just a very toxic work environment for me. Um, I wanted out, but I didn't know how to get out because the thing is, is that I, I knew that I was passionate about politics, but I also wanted to talk about Selena Gomez. Like, and I was like, well, where, how can I do that? You know? Um, and I as a fan of Selena and as a fan of Taylor Swift and things like that, it's not that I want to, because I feel like a lot of people that you see on Fox or other big names in the conservative movement, they talk about pop culture once in a while, but it's usually just dragging them. Like nobody's actually a fan. Nobody's saying I'm a Swiftie and I'm conservative. And so, um, that was important to me. And I, and I just started thinking like, well, where can I do that? How can I do that? And there was just nothing that existed. And so I just started praying about it forever. And, um, for about a year, I was praying about it and I was going to Turning Point USA events and Turning Point USA is the organization that I work for now. or a nonprofit that, um, kind of goes on college campuses. You can, You can join or start a turning point USA chapter on your college campus and we teach students about fiscal responsibility about why big government sucks why socialism sucks. And so um, We are doing that, but we also have a productions department here. So that's like a background we we put out viral videos and have shows and all that kind of stuff that are from a conservative perspective. Well, I was feeling alone at work, and so I ended up going to a Turning Point USA event for young women because I was like, I just want to have, be around other like-minded people because I feel so alone right now in my job. So I go, this is the Young Women's Leadership Summit in 2018. I go, I fall in love with Turning Point, and so from then till for a year I just was thinking about how much I had had so much fun there um I met so many friends at this event because when you go to a turning point event they room you with other girls and so you end up making friends with your roommates and stuff it's like and you know I didn't go to college of course so for me it was like going to college having a dorm making all these friends I was so excited and finally I was like I'm not the only person the only conservative person and so um I have been praying about it and I, it got so bad at work that I was like, okay, well, I guess I was telling my parents, I'm prepared to quit this job, maybe have to move back in with you because I had nothing, I had nothing lined up, but it was so bad that I just, I really couldn't even bear to walk into the studio anymore. And so I told my parents that I think I'm going to quit. I don't know what's going to happen because I don't have a college degree and I, you know, as vocal as I've become in my beliefs, it's going to be even harder to get another job at another pop radio station probably because nobody's going to want me. So I just don't know what's going to happen, but I just know that it's it's really taking a toll on my mental health to stay where I am. And they were like, okay, do whatever you have to do. And I'm not kidding you, the next day after praying about it and everything, the next day I had a DM from Turning Point USA saying, hey, we're big fans. We'd love to fly you out to our headquarters in Phoenix and discuss how we could work with you. And I was like, oh! <gasps> it's a sign. I was so stoked. I knew it. I knew it. So they said, "Let's figure out this trip. We're going to call you, we'll like air, we'll iron out the details." I said, "Cool." I get a call from someone here at Turning Point just to go over this stuff. I what they were planning on doing is just having me like come to our events sometimes as an ambassador. I'm like a public figure. I'm in radio, like that's cool. Like invite me to some stuff. Be you know that kind of thing. They weren't thinking of working with me. They they had no idea that I'd be willing to quit my job. and or you know, up uproot my career. So as soon as I got this girl on the phone, I said, Hey, I just want to let you know, I would totally be willing to quit my morning show and move across the country from Indianapolis, Indiana to Phoenix. If you guys would be interested in doing something with me. And I just remember her being like, uh, okay. And uh, she said, all right, well, let me talk to, let me talk to Charlie Kirk. Let me talk to some people here at Turning Point and we'll see what we can do. And so she did. And then they were like, absolutely, let's get her out here. And they said, what do you think about doing a show that covers pop culture from a conservative perspective, like a daily show? And I was like, done, bingo. That's exactly what I've been thinking, but I just didn't know who would do that with me. And um, so that is believe it or not, the short version of that story. And so now I'm here and we launched the show that I host Poplitics last October in 2019 at the very end of October. And um, it's just been unbelievable beyond my wildest dreams the success of it so far we're still growing but the we're growing on such a fast trajectory and it's just going so great and we've basically commu- uh, created a little community I, well i'd say not very little but a really good sized community like a sisterhood of other young conservative women who also want to keep up with the kardashians because believe it or not we exist and so that is now where i am doing this with turning point
0: yeah wow A million things I want to ask you. I know we have limited time, so we'll have to do a part two later. Um, But I just want to commend you. Like, honestly, I I have felt um, so alone sometimes in my own journey of like building a company, and this like makes me emotional. But like, I think sometimes it can feel really, really alone. And in a world where the media is the media and regardless of even where you fall on a political spectrum, just like, I know that there are women who are more left-leaning who probably feel alone a lot too, you know, and sure. I just want to commend you for providing such a loving and encouraging environment. Um, you know, the cute conservatives world, and God has birthed this within you that he spoke to you for, you know, from, years ago when you were 18 and planted that seed and you were so faithful with that to continue to put one foot in front of another look at all the lives that you've been able to touch you know 5,000 people in a Facebook group in a few months and you know hundreds of subgroups it seems like and I just want you to know that you have personally blessed my life and even the lives of so many of my clients who have felt so alone during this season I think it is so incredible how God can use secular things to do kingdom work in terms of giving people a home and a place to belong and, and just giving us our voice back. And, you know, again, not even necessarily about politics, but just even about being a good person and about speaking truth and, and, and breaking glass ceilings. I think that that's what it's all about. Um, like you've broken a glass ceiling and I would love just to ask you, what do you think, um, has been the most surprising thing along the journey and why do you think that it's been, um, so viral first question. And then second question, what do you think are some of the, the stigmas that you've been able to break about conservative women and why do you think that there are, are even those kind of, um, misnomers in the first place?
1: Well, first of all, thank you for saying all that nice stuff to me. That is so encouraging to hear and means so much to me. I mean, I, there are days where I wonder, you know, I have bad days too, where I'm panicked and wondering like, is this working? Am am I reaching, you know, who I want to reach? And so that just really was such a a, a great thing for me to hear. Um, I really, really appreciate that. I would say the, you said, what's the most uh, uh, surprising like pushback that I've gotten Or just surprising thing in general, even if it was good too. Well, okay, I would say I expected to, because it's a conservative show, naturally you expect that it would be more people on the left that like hate your show and come after you. But actually I have had minimal, um, hate from people on the left and I have had more stuff, uh, negative feedback from people on the right. So what it is, is people that are establishment conservatives who do not like or understand why you've got this girl talking about Cardi B and Kylie Jenner or Justin Bieber and Haley Baldwin that like, they're just like, what does this have to do with conservatism? Like, this is embarrassing for the movement. I don't understand why this is needed. Like we need to only be talking about unemployment rates. And it's just like, no, that is not the only thing that we need to be talking about. Yes, that stuff is important. And I do bring that stuff up. I use pop culture to bring up, you know, for people that may be on the left or even apolitical, they don't even know what they are. They don't even consider themselves political at all. My show is like cotton candy conservatism. So if, even if you're, if you don't think that you're conservative, you maybe, maybe you just wonder like, what do conservatives actually think? Like I have never really sat down. I don't have any conservative friends. I don't know what conservatives believe. I use pop culture stories and stuff that's going on in pop culture to kind of as a catalyst to explain what conservative ideas and values are. So um, that's why it's important for people to just say like, we only need to talk and talk in graphs and charts and all these, I don't know, all these like super straight lace things all the time and do hard news. Like, absolutely not. You're never going to reach Gen Z or, or young millennial women, especially in that way, I'm just telling you. And um, politics is majority female audience. Most conservative shows our majority male audience. The reason this show I think has gone is is doing so well. And we're just seeing like an incredible growth spurt with it is that there's like, there's nothing else like it that exists on the right. You have E and TMZ and all of these outlets that the thing is, is, is I say that my show is pop culture without the propaganda because I'm very open. Propaganda is when you slide in political views, um, or ideas, and you're not honest about, where you're coming from with those? I am very. We are very upfront. We we are run by a conservative organization, Turning Point USA. I'm conservative, so all of the the viewpoints and the way that I report on the stories are coming from a conservative perspective. What would a young conservative female feel about this? Um, but you know, E and TMZ and all these places, like they definitely lean left, but they're not honest about it. They don't like openly say that they do. So it's very confusing for people. So that's why I think we're important and I've just tried to, and it's not been a lot of pushback on the right, but there's been a tiny bit and I've just said, you know, you're wrong about this. And when, you know, we always talk about one, one thing on the right that we, I think have a problem with is reaching young voters and um, that's because so many of us just we're so apathetic about politics we think it's boring Um, and you know maybe you listening think that that it's boring I can assure you it isn't Um, and even if you're still like on the edge you're just like I've never been interested in it watching a show like mine you're still informed on the news and what's going on but it's so palatable and so easy to understand it's like broken down in kindergarten terms what conservatives think and believe Leave.
0: absolutely and i think that's why it's like i literally look forward to it every single day and i'm not just like bsing you to like tell you that you're awesome but like legitimately i just think that there's such a, a misconstrued notion of like what everything is and i i'd love to ask you too what do, you think, um, what do you think the world would look like in terms of unity if people would just be honest about their bias, right? So we live in a world where the, the media is completely, mostly liberal, right? Or you have Fox News, like you said, which is, you know, super conservative, but like missing the part that, hey, there are people like under the They're age are not of hitting 30.
1: culture. We don't have
0: hitting culture. Right. So what, what do you think it would look like if more people were to take the lead of what Turning Point USA is doing and just be honest?
1: So the goal of what we're trying to do with Turning Point and all of our different shows and everything is that the thing is, is that as a conservative, I don't believe that all news or media or entertainment should be right leaning. And I don't believe all media, news, movies, TV shows should be left leaning. We should see an equal balance. It should be okay and acceptable for someone to say, Yeah, I'm a conservative. But if you see like celebrities in Hollywood, the ones that say, Yeah, I'm conservative, what happens to them? Well, you probably are like, Well, wait, I don't know. I haven't heard from them in a while. Exactly. They're pretty much blacklisted. It's not an even playing field. When someone's scrolling through their Instagram or their Twitter feed, it should be normal to say, Oh, there's a conservative friend's opinion. There's a liberal friend's opinion. Here's a conservative celebrity. What they think a leftist celebrity. It's not that, and you know, I think that it's wrong. I th- One thing that I think conservatives have been wrong about is when we're like, at, at first a few years ago, I feel like it was trending like all, every conservative, including myself probably would say, oh, um, I wish celebrities would just stay out of politics. Like they just need to entertain, just entertain me. Don't speak up about something, you know, that's political, they don't even know. I, just, I think now I disagree with that. I don't have a problem with celebrities sharing their views but they can't outcast their peers who share a view that's different than them. And the, tr- the trend is, is that liberal celebrities tend to talk down to middle America and act like their fans that are conservative or Americans that are conservative, like are stupid or don't know what they're talking about. If you want a prime example of this, watch Taylor Swift's music video for You Need to Calm Down, the way that she portrays conservatives as fat, toothless, male hillbillies which, yeah, there are some of those. I'm not trying to say they don't exist. There are some, but that's not the majority of conservatives. I mean, working here, at Turning Point USA, we have gay people that work for us. Um, we have black people, Hispanic people, Jewish people, um, women. We have everything, every type of person you could ever think of work for our organization. What a conservative really is, is not this like old toothless hillbilly or just an old white man. Like everyone in Turning Point USA for the most part, besides I think like one or two people are under 30. These are young people that do care about pop culture and all these things. So what it should look like, what media should look like is just, an option you should always have an option even if you're not conservative or not a liberal you should say i want to find easily find a left-leaning perspective on this story and i want to see what a right-leaning perspective is on this story my show gives people the opportunity to see that right-leaning perspective and then they can also go watch uh pop new or uh, daily pop on e-news if they want to see their perspective so you know they're going to cover for example uh things going on, like uh, with abortion stories that have to do with abortion differently than how I would, or they're, they're going to cover um, some of the rioting that we're seeing different than I would there. When Corona was a thing and everyone's on lockdown, they're going to cover that from a different perspective than what I would. And It's not that we come out, I don't think that my show is disrespectful at all. In fact, I've had several people comment or message and say, hey, I am a liberal, but I love your show. I like seeing what you guys have to say. And I really appreciate that everyone here keeps it very respectful of different views. And um, we've done that uh i i think done a pretty good job of that like not everyone's perfect you know in my comment thread but for the most part i think everybody's pretty nice and when i do have someone comment and say hey like i just want to say i don't always agree with all of your perspectives but i still find the show entertaining and i like to watch it like i really like that and that's what conservatives don't get that same um we don't get that same courtesy from late night tv shows um, so when you think about Jimmy Fallon, Jimmy Kimmel and stuff, they're what every single night, their monologue, they trash the president, they trash conservatives, make fun of us, say how racist we are, how homophobic we are, which couldn't be further from the truth. Um, and, you know, I want to still cover all that pop culture news that bring on late night shows, but they don't cover it with respect to the other side. And so we try to be respectful. And, you know, I call out stuff that I see that's stupid, that I perceive as stupid on the other side, and you know, can we have fun or whatever, but it's not like, I don't think it's mean-spirited like a lot of late night TV show hosts are.
0: Yeah, why do you think that there's such a, such a error in not only America, but the whole world of, I guess, how did we get here in terms of people literally being unable to have a conversation or even see something on their scroll that is there of a different opinion than them. Is it our educational system? Is it pop culture? Is it celebrities? Is it the news? How the heck did we even get here in your opinion?
1: How did we get to the point where it's like, it's very rare to see a conservative
0: opinion? No, sorry, more so like people freak out if they even like somebody that disagrees with them. It's like, oh my gosh, can't shut down, can't have a conversation, instantly offended, like woke, woke culture, you know, things like that. It
1: is uh, everything that you listed. Education, it, you you start to see. I mean, you know, in my opinion, um, I think you start to see even in the elementary school level uh, an indoctrination, so to speak, of talking just talking about how like conservative ideas are bad ideas. Um, there's you know there's a virtuous way to think, and that would be more liberal. That's more moral. That's more virtuous. If you're a conservative, that's not you know that's not the case. That's that's um, hammered. Into, into young minds even more so with the media and celebrities and stuff like that. It's, and the thing is, is that I, there are a lot more people that have conservative ideas or are actually probably are more conservative but they don't know it because they've never been exposed to a conservative idea. A lot of students, a lot of our students that like end up walking up to a Turning Point USA table, um, one of our chapters on college campuses all across the country. And we have thousands of chapters across the country. They'll they'll walk up to a table and just be like, hey, what do you guys believe? What are you about? They start talking about it, you know, and saying we're basically like pro-free speech, Pro, you know, just pro-freedom in the best way, the best, biggest way. Like, that's what a conservative believes. Like, that's it. And they start listening, and they're like, oh, like, I don't necessarily disagree with that, but I thought conservatives were so evil, horrible, you know, immoral people and all these things, and everyone's racist and all that. And we're like, no, that is not the case at all. But that's what they've been made to believe. And, you know, since that's reinforced by um, all the media that you consume on a daily basis and everything... when, once you learn about what conservative ideas really are and what we're really like, the bias jumps out to you more when you are watching. TV shows, when you are learning about what your kids are learning about in school or what you're learning about in school, if you're in college, like it it all starts to jump out the indoctrination. It's pretty wild and it's all connected and there's money and you know, that's why they do this. They have certain agendas and certain things that they want to push. They want to get certain people elected. It's, it's, it's always, yeah. So that's probably why.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no, I totally hear you. So on a more positive note, um, we were talking earlier and I saw, uh, I for those of you guys listening, I always have my guests fill out a little form so I know what's going on in their world and we can just promote the things that they care about the most or if they have a book coming out or these different things. And so you wrote down that you are hoping to have a bit more of a long form podcast come out very, very soon. I would love, um, and some merch coming out, which is super exciting. So why don't you tell my listeners a little bit about that?
1: Okay. Yes. So the fans of poplitics, which you can follow on Instagram at poplitics are cute servitives. That's what we call ourselves. And, um, the cute servitive fam is exactly what it sounds like. We're cute. We're fun. We're not deficient in pop culture and we're conservative. And so, um, I have some merch that I'm working on right now with turning point that we're going to be launching very soon, hopefully in the next month or two. Um, just a few first, couple items that are uh cute servative approved and um, we're very excited about that. We are fans have been asking about that for so long. So hopefully we're going to get that. And um, then we are working also behind the scenes here at turning point USA on doing a long form version of pop-, uh, pop politics. So I would like to, before fall, before the election, I would like to launch a podcast once a week. So my show every day, Politics, comes out every single day at 4 p.m. Eastern, 1 p.m. Pacific, and it's like five minutes. I mean, that, it's a very, very short, quick, funny to the point show, this podcast, I think I want to do once a week and be no more than 30 minutes, but just a little bit, I I go over the stories of the week that were my favorite that I really wanted to expand on that I couldn't in the show, just give a little bit more of my opinion on, um, maybe cover a little bit more politics since my show is primarily a pop culture show, just coming from a conservative perspective. I don't cover like hardcore politics on politics. So a few of those stories, um, and I think it will be good. I think I think it'll be some good conservaties, I like to say.
0: I love it. That's like one of my favorite words to use all the time. in cute servatives. My sister and I, we we both uh, send your uh, show to each other pretty much every day, and I have a couple clients that I send it to every day as well. So so cool. Well, thank you so much, Alex. Um, I just want you to know that literally your like candor is so infectious. You are just so. In where God has you and I'm so excited just to see where um, God continues to take you just literally praying for you and all Turning Point USA and everything that you're doing just thank you for providing a safe haven for people and um, speaking truth and just honestly breaking glass ceilings like I think it's so incredible and I just know that everything that you put your hand to is just gonna keep touching uh, turning to gold and it's just seriously an honor to to talk with you um, I'm totally a fan and and hopefully a friend. And uh, I know this won't be the last time that we talk. So everybody um, follow Poplitics. And Alex, if there's anything else that you want to share with listeners before we get out of here, this is your time.
1: Thank you. I so appreciate that. You know, I hope like there are some people that are snobby, like I hope nobody ever copies me. I hope that so many young girls copy me. I want to see, I want to see a conservative presence in all aspects of media, producing shows, producing movies, music, everything. I I just want it to be normalized. That's that we just want a normal, equal space um, for people. And so I hope I see a lot of shows like mine in the next five to 10 years. And I, I, Thank you so much for having me on. You can follow me personally on Instagram at RealAlexClark. And the show, again, is Poplitics, P-O-P-L-I-T-I-C-S. And you can also, if you cannot watch one day, you can subscribe to us anywhere you get your podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, iHeartRadio. Just search for Poplitics. Um, Subscribe. Leave us a five-star review. That is a really great way to support us. And um, I hope that I will meet you. If you're listening to this, I would love for you to um, not only join the, if you're a, a young conservative woman who has been feeling alone and feeling like I want to make other conservative friends, please join the Cute conservatives Facebook group. It's a private group. We vet it and make sure there's not going to be any trolls trying to get in or whatever. And it's become such a community. There are girls meeting up all across the country, uh, making friends. It is it is huge. Um, so please join the, the Cute Cuteservatives Facebook group. And then also, I'd love to see you at one of our next Turning Point USA big events where we host the biggest speakers and names in the conservative movement. The next big one should hopefully be in December, our Student Action Summit in West Palm Beach, Florida, or usually it's in Florida. So stay tuned for that if you're following Turning Point USA
0: awesome awesome well thank you so much alex and thanks everyone for listening thank you so much Thanks so much for listening to this episode of season two of the Powerhouse Podcast. I'm Coach Megan. As always, you can follow me at Megan underscore Swanson. You can DM us to join our email list. You can follow us at Powerhouse Pageantry or at the Powerhouse Project. And I'm so excited to get to continue to pour into your life spiritually, physically, financially, emotionally, mentally, and relationally. Wow, that's a mouthful. In this beautiful year of 2020, never forget your worth. Stand up for what you believe in, and allow your spirit to stand up on the inside of you to show you who you really are. Have a great day.